very intrigued. A lot of people. So, so last week, Snoop. And you see, you see a lot of people hustling. Like when I see when I see people like Byron Allen suing everybody, I'm like, man, he's saving up to to buy something big. And then a report came out that he's making a bid in on the Broncos. And I see Jay Z moving money out of title, and I'm like, man, Jay Z is is setting up. Could he be? Could he be setting himself up to to purchase the Washington Football Team if or the the Cobra Commanders if they throw Daniel Snyder out? Which I think that they are going to throw Daniel Snyder out because when the feds start coming to look for you, and even Goodell is like, hey man, Daniel Snyder's on his own. Even even Goodell's like, it's it's Goodell's job. He's making fifty m's a year almost to protect Kraft and Snyder. And Jerry Jones and Ursay and, and all of these owners, especially the old school owners, people have been around multi-generation, been around 20, 30 years on the team forever. And even Goodell is just like, man, I, I can't, I can't help you, homie. And when the Fed starts circling, you're toast. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if you're in stocks. Doesn't matter if you're Arthur Anderson, an accounting firm. Doesn't matter if you're if the Fed starts circling around Amazon or Facebook, they're toast. Because the feds win, you lose. It's like March Madness coming up. Remember they investigated Louisville basketball and got Rick Pitino fired? And they had the T-shirts that had the bracket. Louisville versus FBI, FBI advances. So with Snoop buying Death Row, he had been been doing a lot of TV. He had been doing a lot of things. I'm like, man, Snoop is getting that bag. He's saving up for something. I know what he was saving up for. But he was obviously saving up to buy Death Row Records. Now, people on the surface that don't understand, they're like, well, why would he buy Death Row Records? Because Death Row doesn't have the, the name and the cachet, but, but, but people that are in the industry understand. Snoop bought Death Row Records because Death Row Records has the masters to the chronic, have the masters to his classic doggy style, has the masters to all eyes on me. And other the 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 Illuminati, the Illuminati theory, whatever the last album that Tupac put out that was really scary AF. That's a huge people don't understand how big of a boss move it is for Snoop to own the masters to the chronic, which a lot of it is his rapping and his talent, but but people know if you watch any of the documentaries or the, or the movies, when, when Suge was running Death Row, when, if you leave Suge, you ain't leaving with your masters or your material. I don't know if he said this in real life, but in the movie, the guy that plays Suge is like, is like, you know where I'm from, man. This is Bompton. You know how it gets down when somebody messes with my money. So, so Suge used bully tactics and the gang ties and, and, and I, you know, some of it is probably sensationalized for movies. But basically, Suge was not a person that you wanted to owe money to, and he wasn't a person that you wanted to be trying to get money out of. And you don't want to be dealing with no contracts with Suge Knight. Because those guys were different than the public enemy guys. And when the Tribe Called Quest had disputes with the label, with Jive, they would do a song about industry rule number 4,080. People like, people like... Ice Cube, Easy E, Suge, the West Coast guys, man, these people, these people is gangsters. Or affiliated with gangsters. When they come up to the studio, they come up to, they would come up to 
the 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 record executive's office with, with baseball bats. There's just a different type of vibe. I'm not saying that LL Cool J is is soft or the Def Jam people are soft. These are these are OGs that I respected, and and that East Coast thing it, it hits different. The Big L's, the Fat Joes, you get up in the Harlem and the Bronx in New York, people not messing around. But but the West Coast that gangster image. A lot of the East Coast people are conscious. It just it wouldn't be in 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 Public Enemy's best interest for Chuck D. To, to come in with a baseball bat if they had a dispute with the label. Now you come in with the S1Ws, you get you 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 can get it looking like Malcolm X. You come in with the militant brothers. But those West Coast guys, man, they got they got real violence. So for for Snoop to be actually um, able to finagle and own his own masters, that's so valuable. I don't know how valuable it is, but it's gotta be nine figures of value. You're talking about the chronic. You're talking about Doggy Style. You're talking about Tupac's catalog. You're talking about some of the best music and most influential music ever in the history of the annals of hip-hop. And Snoop owns it. I'm a big proponent of ownership. I believe in ownership. Master P made a lot of money off of ownership, not because his music was great. Or if it has aged well, it was just kind of party, dance music. But he owned all that stuff. So when you own it, you're gonna get you gonna get two, three hundred M's when you own it and it's and it's successful. And you might have to start selling it out of your trunk. But if you own something, if you're like Snoop, I know my understanding, Snoop didn't get paid for a lot of that stuff. He was he was Dre's young boy. A lot of these hip hop artists and stars, they come into the game really, really young. They come in at 16, they come in at 17, they come in at 18. If they have really good parental supervision, I know Rampage always talks about how his mom was instrumental. And his deal that he had with Electra, I think he was 17. He couldn't sign himself. He wasn't a legal adult. But his mom was up on everything, making sure that, that he didn't get screwed over. A lot of these people, you get them, they're young. They're just out of high school. They're 18, 19. They're young adults. If you can get them away from a lawyer to where they don't have someone read it over, next thing you know, you sign a contract where you're in a, in a five-album contract. You ain't got no royalties. You ain't got no no points. You don't own your own masters. You don't own your own content. And people from that era had to deal with that. People from this era, Soldier Boy, uh, Big Draco, hate him or love him. He said, man, I'm putting my stuff on YouTube. I don't need a, I don't need a major. Now people are just putting out singles. They don't need majors. They get streams. And if you can get 10 million streams, you can make a lot of money. You need a whole lot of streams to make money. But if you can get enough streams, you can make money in this industry. And you can get sponsors and you can have success. So to see Snoop who came in as a youngin' in the game, came up through crip walking, had the murder case that we thought that he might go to jail for the rest of his life, lost Tupac. Snoop's been through a lot, man, and he's become he's become an icon. And you want to talk about a brother reinventing himself and getting and working smart and working hard, working with Martha Stewart, doing doing TV. Not afraid to fail. Uh, doggy fizzle, televizzle. Not afraid to fail. Not afraid to get clowned. Doing the Olympics. I knew that Snoop had arrived when I saw him and Kevin Hart behind the desk for Peacock doing the Olympics. And Snoop's been stacking that cheese. And getting better and getting better and getting better. And he went out and, and, and bought Death Row Records. And it's not about the it's not about the name brand. It's about it's about the product. 
It's about the chronic. It's about doggy style. It's about all eyes on me. And, and, and I'm here for it. I love it. Speaking of other things that I love before we cut to a break, it's, it's Tuesday night tonight. And I got to give a shout out. I don't usually talk about TV shows and stuff like that. Other than forensic files and unsolved mysteries and, you know, stuff where people are getting killed and, and the husband's killing the wife. And inexplicably, husband kills wife, tracks blood on his sneakers. Instead of being smart, getting the sneakers just thrown away because they're like $80, $80 pair of sneakers, he tries to put them in the washing machine, unbeknownst to him that Luminol will still be able to track blood on stuff that's been washed. They come in, they find the sneakers because they have the footprints. They find the sneakers. They, they Luminol, <laughs> her blood is on, on the sneakers. They arrest him, he goes to jail. But I've been watching this show, Abbott Elementary. I'm a big fan of Abbott Elementary. It's kind of become one of my favorite shows. Make you Tuesday night a must-watch TV night. And Abbott Elementary is, is in Philly. And Abbott Elementary stars. It's kind of like, basically, if you watch The Office, Abbott Elementary is basically The Office, but for teachers. So it's a, it's a, it's a documentary, I mean, a mockumentary, it stars uh, Quinta Brunson, who I'd never heard of. She's like brilliant. She's like a brilliant comedic actor. It's like how, how, how did how did she slip through the Tyler Perry universe, or the or the Fifty Cent BMF Ghost universe? How how did she how did she not get involved or or wrapped up in that? I'm 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 curious. How how come she wasn't on BET? But she's like she produces the show and writes for the show and stars in the show. And it, and it shows the perils of teaching. And I think teachers, teachers are so underrated. We've learned that teachers do so much for our kids during the pandemic. I'm actually about to have, start having a little bit more symposiums on edu- education and having educators come on the show and, and talk about their experiences. Because teachers are, are really one of the backbones of society, teachers and nurses. And it's just funny. It's a funny show. If you haven't seen it, you need to check it out. She's this young teacher that's a new teacher in this inner city school in Philadelphia. And the kids are good kids. They want to they work hard. They want to learn. But just like urban areas, there's not, they're, they're bad textbooks. They're, they're teachers that are, that are kind of checked out mentally, emotionally. There's an incompetent principal who's hilarious. You have substitute teachers that really have no skin in the game. You have kids that are, that are brilliant, that, that read three, four years above grade level, but they come from homes where they don't have a lot of supervision, so they're, they're ill-behaved. There's a good class vomit every other week. You got kids painting themselves. It's just, it's just you got a lot of stuff, uh, people throwing food. It just really shows the entire system, but in a, in a funny way, what it's like to be a teacher and what it's like to be a principal and, and what teachers deal with and, and the personal stuff and, and, and really highlights the kids. It's, a, it's, a, it's an excellent show that, that highlights the, the lighter side and amusing side of what it's like to be a teacher. And I, and I, and I definitely recommend that. We'll be back with more than last day's show. I got my, my, my good friend, Makita Hampton coming in, uh, who sings at the Met. So she's in, she's Porgy and Bess. And Makita's going to come in and talk about what it's like to be up in New York. Now that everything's opened up, she interviewed with us last year when there was a complete shutdown and I'm checking in, kind of doing my annual check-in with Makita. So we'll be back last day's show after these messages.
7 Studios. You are listening to the Lounge J Radio Network. Paragon 7 Studios. We ready, Professor? Yeah. We'll start with an easy one. Is your name, in fact, Deshaun Fredericks? Yeah. True. And do you reside, in fact, the 1200 block of Woodyear Street in West Baltimore? Yeah. And did you and Monel shoot your boy Pookie down on Carey Street just like Monel said you did? Nah, no. Bye. Mm. Mm-hmm. Machine is never wrong, son. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. It's time to switch to T-Mobile. Right now, pay zero cost when you do. Keep your number and keep your phone. We'll even pay it off. Only at T-Mobile, the leader in 5G. 